God, they've got a hundred thousand maniacs oh my God. that are going to show up today because that's this is the day that the Virgin Mary also makes her appearance there. She's on tour today. She'll probably be on the side of that bank building in Pensacola. She'll be at Rosa Lopez's house at lunchtime. And then later on today, she'll be in Conyers, Georgia, because she works in mysterious goddamn ways. Before we get into our uh, Maddie Lesham contretemps about the dumbest man on the face of the earth, before we get into that, our Center One campaign is uh, com coming along. If we could just get to New York, uh -huh. and also watching uh, Dominic Kashuk shut out Colorado 3 nothing for the Sabres. It's watching a little harness racing from Elmira, Ontario. I'm all over. I got 18 different sporting events going on at the same time. So I didn't have an opportunity to see the Channel 6 News at 11 o'clock last night, but we thank them for evidently doing a piece on this latest contretemps that we've got with Whammy. The contretemps being very simple. There's nothing complicated about it. Maddie Lesham. And wait, television hole that we're working for, the boss. Oh, I love that. Amy Atkins, by the way. I hate to break the news to you, sweetheart. He's not my boss. Okay? Hate to break the news to you, honey. He's not my boss. But at any rate, so they had a piece there on the Whammy News last night at about 10 after 7, which it was okay to show the cat on the newscast, the controversial cat with the postcard, the pot postcard from Amsterdam. That was okay. But we just can't show it on this show unless, of course, under certain circumstances, which we'll get into. So then they showed a little clip from my show. And by the way, the programming uh, genius has got the news on at 7 o'clock. And in case you missed it at 7, again at 8 o'clock. And in case you missed it at 7 and 8, again at 9 o'clock. Oh! Same newscast on tape, 7, 8, and 9 o'clock. That is a programming mogul, baby. This is a television genius. This is a man who's going to revise everyone's conception of television. People who used to think that maybe it was entertaining, forget it. Not anymore. Not on whammy. Which, by the way, he says at the end of the Herald. And by the way, thanks to Tom Jicka and Terry Jackson from the newspapers for their coverage on this uh, little story. At the end of the uh, Herald story, he says, uh, if he doesn't want to be on TV, that's his choice. I hate to break the news to you, Maddie. I'm not on TV. I'm on whammy. Even little kids know the difference between real TV and whammy. But at any rate, so I'm not going to bore you with all the details in both of these stories. But it is interesting about this uh, very controversial postcard with the picture of the lips and the seven uh, joints that says Stone Forever on it that say, was sitting right here, right above the microphone for a while, for a days and days. These are postcards that I got in Amsterdam, not the last trip, but I think like three trips ago, months ago. Months ago I got these postcards thinking, well, here's something to uh, put up in the studio to at least add a little visual excitement. A little irreverence to the set, since uh, Maddie won't turn loose any money for them to go out and do anything interesting or entertaining visually on the show. Because he's a cheap prick, and it's a nickel and dime operation. Like I said, not a real TV station. So at any rate, these have been sitting around here, and they've been on the air before. And the, the one the, uh, the one that's in question, the great controversial card, it was sitting right here on by the mic stand. For shows, show after show after show, did they get any complaints over there? No. Did anybody say one word? No. Did any little old lady call up and say, oh, he's promoting marijuana? No. No. But then Maddie one day, I guess he was uh, bored in between uh, banging whoever he's banging over there at Whammy. So, uh, he, you know, all of a sudden he saw the show. Oh, what's that? What's that? He's promoting marijuana. Now, I want you to keep in mind, this is the same Maddie Lesham who is the director. What is his title? Chief Asshole? What is he? Editor-in-chief. Editor-in-chief. Oh, my God. Cook, cook, bottle washer, and douchebag-in-chief. That's the correct title is what it is. <laughs> so, at any rate, this is the same guy that had a guy smoking pot on the air on Kenneth's Frequency a couple of months ago, way back when, in those early whammy days. Now, this guy is one of the eight guys, I guess, in, uh, in South Florida who is allowed legally to smoke for a medical condition. 
But nevertheless, here's a guy smoking marijuana on television on the same station that Matty Lesham says, oh, this is terrible and a disgrace. And if some little kid, and I hate to break the news to you, but little kids do stay up at weird hours and go and turn on the TV set. And if some little kid saw that, what's the message that he gets? That it's okay to be smoking marijuana on television, no less, much less in the house? If he just saw the uh, visual thing there of some guy smoking weed on TV? Because Maddie says um, it's a matter of context and what's appropriate in prime time. We have a responsibility not to air something that could tell children it's okay to smoke pot. And then he comes on this news piece they had on Whammy last night after they showed me saying he ought to be executed, which he should, right on the air, get a 95, sure easy. But he comes on here looking like a rabid dog. I mean, his eyes darting around like, like a cornered rat, I think would be a good expression, a good analogy. And he says, oh, the First Amendment, it's not a First Amendment issue. First Amendment is for the little guy on the street corner. No, I hate to break the news to you, my Israeli friend. But maybe in a country like Israel, where a bunch of right-wing religious nuts control the government, maybe there there's a little confusion about the First Amendment and who can uh, speak and who can't. Over here, we don't. Uh, that's not what the First Amendment's all about. Not for little guys on the street corners. Little guys, big guys, in-between guys, fat guys, dumb guys, smart guys. The First Amendment is for everybody, including broadcasters on your television station. But now comes the one point at which he really stuck himself. He, he, he stuck it right inside his own rectum, what he did. Even Ron Jeremy can't do that. Nice going, Maddie. Yeah, he put it right inside his own rectum and seems to be enjoying it. He says it's a matter of context. If he wants to do the show, listen to this now, because I'm not wearing my cap at the moment. If he wants to show it as part of a show about whether marijuana should be legal, that's fine. But to just hang it out there as a poster, we're not going to show that. So guess what? And what timing? Because I, uh, I didn't send myself this uh, column in the uh, mail that I got yesterday morning. A listener in the key sent this to me out of their newspaper. The Dutch example shows how it can work, the economics of legalized marijuana. So today I'm doing a show about the possibility of legalizing marijuana in this country. Even though I don't smoke it, I don't care about it. I also am in favor of legalization of prostitution, even though I don't want to pay for it. Although I did many times years ago, but that was back in different times. But there you go. It's called Freedom Baby, and it's called the First Amendment, it's called Freedom of Expression, and it's called, uh, that's what the Neil Rogers Show is all about. So I guess now that I've uh, laid the groundwork for what, see, now I can put the cap on. And the cameras are continuing to roll here, and we'll see if he's a man of his word. He says if it's in the context of a show about legalization of marijuana, that's fine. Those are his exact words as quoted in the uh, Miami Herald this morning, that's fine. Well, guess what? Here's the card, and this is within the context of a show about American attitudes being BS about marijuana, along with many other things. So we'll see. Ten minutes after ten, preservatives and stuff that they're going to get cancer and die from. Did anybody get excited about that? No. No. Fat kids might have been watching. That's right. Fat kids who are going to wind up saw me sitting here pigging out night after night on that show, stuffing food in my puss, killing myself a slow but very enjoyable death eating that fish food here on the air. That's right. Bad lesson involved in there, okay? See, we can't moralize for everybody else. If you gotta, you've got to learn things at home. This is another example of parental lack of responsibility. Teach your kids about drugs, about not smoking cigarettes, about don't do, don't do as I do, do as I say, because that's what most of you believe anyway.
So, Fred, what's up? I'm ordering myself five whiskeys straight up. What for? I just had my first Hummer. Hey, Freddy boy. Hey, bartender, get my buddy here a celebration gold. He just had his first Hummer. It's for times like these when you really want to party that you should settle for no less than a celebration gold beer. Hey, Mikey, thanks a bunch. If the celebration gold don't get this taste out of my mouth, nothing will. What? And it's for times like these that you need a celebration gay. The only beer with real mouthwash in it. Make that a celebration gay, bartender. I'm not gay, Mikey. I just needed some cash. I was... Uh, take the beer and shut up, Frankie. Celebration gold and celebration gay. The best beer for any occasion. I'm not! Just move over, will you, Frankie? Yeah. Over there is good. 1044 560 WQM. I guess they must never have had Mad Magazine in Israel, huh? Because uh, Maddie and his upbringing never understood what satire is all about. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Okay, thank you. Here's a Pompano. Hello. Pompano. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say I was visited by the Secret Service last week. And second of all, I'd say that... Uh, visited by the Secret Service? Yes. Uh, I called my uh, state representative second time in my life, and I complained and stated that uh, I believe that the government was illegal totally. Even though I'm a registered Democrat, I saw your show last night, or, or I saw a clip of your show the night before on Whammy. Yeah. And uh, I believe that marijuana should be legalized and the government shouldn't terrorize, because I, I accused my uh, state representative of feeding into financial terrorism, along from him all the way up to Bill Clinton. And Sir, let me ask you something. What language are you speaking? What are you talking about? I'm talking about... Uh, People having a misrepresentation in, in court and government. Okay, great. Well, listen, there's one good one. There's one vote against smoking weed right there. Okay, I think I may take the cap off. Two open lines a day. Look at this. Is this audience worked up to a frenzy about this or what? No. Two open lines a day. Two in Broward. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Unbelievable. Here's Coral Gables. Hello. That uh, last guy was talking about uh, no taxation without representation. Yeah, huh? <laughs> I was just talking. I was thinking, um, if you want to end the deficit, well, just legalize marijuana. Biggest cash crop in America, it may have already been said. But I just wanted to call in and say that and how powerful I'm so happy I am that you're uh, talking about this today. Such a great subject, and uh, that's really all I had to say. Okay, God lot. bless you, sir. Go smoke some more. Okay, there's two uh, two reasons uh, to keep it illegal. Right there. Although this guy, he wasn't on doing uh, weed. He was on speed, this last kid. He sounded like he was. I think he was doing helium. Here's a Pompano. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. He sounded like Geldy and Drag. Yes, sir. Good morning, sir. Listen, your topic today, it's very informative to the point where I think it should be legalized because if people were to grow it, harvest it, sell it, and package it, it could do the economy good. Mm -hmm. right? um, it does no harm. It doesn't lead to other things. Only a person that is going to bring you to a bridge and say jump, you have a choice. You're either going to jump or you're going to say screw you. It doesn't make you do any other drugs any more than drinking Absolutely a beer correct. makes you drink hard liquor. I mean, that, that kind of mentality, is that prohibition mentality is uh, out with knickers. It's sick because the only reason why they don't take liquor and nicotine off this shelf is because the taxes. All right, people, the government... The taxes making, and because it's big business. They're making money. Enormous business, yes. Enormous. So I think what you should do is pick up your campaign like you spoke of last week, do no harm, mm -hmm. make bumper stickers, make buttons, and just and kick it into full force and say, hey, 80% of the people in this world anyway 
We have an open line. This is part of that hypocrisy that America is all about, saying sanctimonious hypocrites. Don't do as we do, do as we say. And just like the Clinton thing with the sex, I mean, is there a guy out there, a straight gay in between who can get it up, who doesn't like oral sex? No. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the receiving end. But, uh, oh, my God, this was terrible and disgusting. And all these people get up there and say the things that they believe that they're supposed to say. It's like when they take a poll and they put the question in such a way that they know the kind of response they're going to elicit because people uh, think that they're supposed to say a certain thing. Have you ever had a homosexual experience? No. Of course not. Do you think I'm some kind of a fag? Uh -huh. I don't mean me, of course. I'm not just some kind of a fag. I'm like a major big league fag. I'm just talking about your ordinary pedestrian polee out there who's getting polled, so to speak. Have you ever, you know, have you ever inhaled? Oh! See, the fact that we had to have even a discussion, that there had to be a question about Bill Clinton. Here they had this sanctimonious born-again Christian, one of Paula Jones' attorneys, on 60 Minutes last week, a week ago Sunday. He not only did weed and inhaled, he was doing heroin, he was doing LSD, every, drugs that we haven't even heard of before. But now he accepted Jesus, so he's okay. And he's probably up there in Conway, Georgia, looking for the Virgin Mary. Looking for the good stuff. Sanctimonious hypocrisy. America, you've got to grow up. That's the message. That's my message. That's the message in this car that I got on my cap. And if this fat, bald-headed Israeli wants to put the show on tonight and live up to his word, then I'll take the cap off tomorrow. We can go back to putting the show on there. They might get somebody to watch it the next two or, two or three weeks and keep these poor bastards working in here who don't know where their next meal is coming from. I'm, I'm willing to compromise. I'm not a total hard-ass. But if the guy really means what he says and is willing to understand the message that is coming from here, when they had out loud on the air, didn't they discuss legalization of marijuana? Didn't they discuss legalization of prostitution? Didn't they discuss uh, sadomasochism? Every kind of uh, issue you could ever discuss, as I recall. Uh -huh. Of course, the show's off the air now because it was direct. But nevertheless, see, that was okay. But when you use some kind of a prop in there to make a, a satirical statement... Oh, my God, that's a bad message you're sending out. I wonder if, the, are they banning beer commercials on that station, by the way? Do they have beer commercials on Wanny? No. But have they banned them? No, they're just not getting any. But, they, they, but if, if they were to put the Budweiser frogs on there, if they were willing to pay to buy Budweiser spots on that station, would they air them? Yeah! You bet your sweet ass they would. they take the money. Oh, but that's not illegal. Yeah, but, and, and how about all the ball games? Well, wait a minute. How about all the ball games? Budweiser is the biggest single sponsor of every sporting event. And, and in Canada, with the hockey games, it's Molson and Labatt. Beer. Now, don't you think that there are enormous millions of kids that are watching those sporting events? Uh -huh. You bet your sweet ass. And doesn't it send them? Is, is there a message in there that it's great to drink beer? If you're, if you're watching a sporting event, some little kid sees that commercial with the Budweiser frogs and how cute they are, uh -huh. which is like one step away from Joe Cannell. Uh -huh. Oh, there you go. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Uh, thank you, Neil, for bringing up this whole issue. The issue isn't really whether you're in favor of marijuana or not. The issue is your right to express your opinion and be free in this country. The issue is freedom. Freedom, exactly. sir. And too many people in this country haven't got the foggiest idea what freedom is all about, which, like I said, is what makes Amsterdam the greatest city in the world. And what, what Whammy seems to be doing is, is cowering into this uh, conservative 
totalitarianism, which is making everybody afraid to express their opinion and be free. And how can somebody who claims to be a director of a TV station come on here and say the First Amendment is only for the little guy in the street corner, the little underling out there, they can go on a soapbox on the street corner? The First Amendment, last time I checked, was for all of us. Exactly. He, um, as a holder of a public license, his position should be to protect our rights, not to restrict them. And thank you, Neil. Amen. God bless you, sir. Neil, God! Bless you. We have an open line. And see, because I forgot to mention on the DNA show, which that show should have been on there. That was a great show. That should have been on there. It didn't get on there because I was wearing his cap. So the message becomes unheard by the TV audience, those 30 people watching who don't listen to the radio show, unheard because I'm wearing his cap on that show. But I forgot to mention that one of the most important tenets of the do-no-harm religion is TNC, take no crap. Which for years, I've told you, that's a very important part of my philosophy. And, of course, that, that evolves during the course of your lifetime. When you're young, you have to take a certain amount of crap from your parents, from your teachers in school. Then when you go out and you get your first jobs, you have to take a certain amount of crap from your bosses. But then, hopefully, as you evolve in life and as you work your way into a stronger position, you have to take less and less crap. And you hope to reach the point where you don't have to take any crap in life. Life is too short. Why should I or anybody else have to take crap from somebody who's on a goddamn uh, control freak trip? Uh, what the hell should? Why should I have to take crap from him? Well, he doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about. Oh, we're gonna get him to knuckle under. We're gonna show him. Yeah, right. Blow it out your ass. Hello. Neil, God. Yes, sir. Uh, I am just applauding you here on this show. This is great, man. I just uh, woke up this morning, turned on the show, and I just thought it was amazing. But uh, one thing you haven't talked about is uh, this ridiculous, this ridiculous paradox of drug testing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this whole deal of all right, fine, it's illegal. It's hard enough that we got to pay these exorbitant prices, you know, for a gram of a plant much less that they have to dictate what we can do on our free time. Exactly. I mean, this just makes me sick. The fact that, I mean, I mean, I imagine, you know, there are certain jobs I, I, I can see if I'm going to have open heart surgery in, in Mount Sinai, that probably the, uh, the chief uh, operating surgeon there shouldn't be uh, on drugs. He should submit to drug uh, testing because he shouldn't be stoned out of his mind if he's going to do open heart surgery. But I can only think of a very limited number. You know, if I want to get on a commercial jet, I would think that the pilot, you know, probably shouldn't be stoned out of his mind if he's going to fly me safely to wherever the hell I'm going. But a very limited number of uh, occupations like that where you're dealing with people's life and death. But other than that, it's not their goddamn business. Some kid at Eckerd's does not need to be drug tested. Right. What, what, so he can clean the aisle a little bit faster? Exactly. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's, uh, it's just, it's, and, and uh, the whole whammy thing, I just want to tell you something. And uh, me and my friends, there is nothing we enjoy more than sitting around and doing bong hits while watching Neil at night. There you go. There is just nothing more pleasurable. It's fun. You make the show exciting, it's great, and Whammy is a bunch of idiots for canceling you if they do. Okay. And uh, also, Neil, uh, yes. on last week's show, you were talking about, uh, I don't know, I think you were kidding, you were talking about doing a, uh, a fast, a cleansing fast. Yeah. Yeah, I'd just like to tell you, I'm four days into one, and I'm feeling great, man. Really? I'm just feeling like I'm top of the world. I just, uh, you know, I haven't eaten a thing in four days, and I just, well, yeah, I'm, I feel I'm great. fasting to lunch at Mommy's today, I'll guarantee you that. Have a great day, <laughs> pal. See ya. And by the way, no Mondo bread today, Ma, just a reminder. Now, you know what's going to happen? There will be That will not come up in conversation. Because, you know, there's an old saying, the less said, the better. And in certain cases, that's very true. 
So there's nothing for me to say to my mother or for her to try to defend about the model bread that she gave me to take uh, to John, etc. and so on, that didn't wind up making it quite to its destination. You don't give drug addicts drugs to deliver to somebody else. You don't give alcoholics booze to deliver to somebody else. And you don't give sugarholics a bunch of mandel bread to deliver to anybody else without expecting them to consume it on the way there. You know what I'm saying, Ma? 10.55 at 5 St. Goldberg from the Sporting Brews at 2. We got Boogster at 6 o'clock. Shotgun formation. A.M. The Neil Rogers Show. I them Trace the call and check out the parking lot. Here's a, a mobile implantation. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Question for you. I, and I've been following the first time caller, number one. I just want to ask you one thing. You've been talking about the legalization of marijuana. Uh-huh. Where do you draw the line, though, Neil? I mean, you don't want your heart surgeon to be high on drugs. You don't want your cops, et cetera. How can you make it fair for some people? It affect your job. What difference does it make? Why is it anybody's business? Well, I agree with that, but where do you draw the line? I, yeah. I just got through saying. How, where do you draw the line on people drinking booze? I agree. I agree. It's, just, it's the same principle. But that's that's a principle that covers everybody in society. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, everybody's not supposed to be drinking on the job. Correct? Everybody is not supposed to. How, how many people do you know that are taking booze tests, that are taking breathalyzer tests for booze before they uh, do whatever they do? I agree. Good point. Good point. But the fact is... If and, is and isn't alcohol addictive? Isn't it a drug? Sure, I know. Yeah, that. so what are we talking about? Why, why do we single out certain substances that are uh, verboten in this society, but other ones are okay because they're making a lot of money from it? I agree, but what, what I understood you were saying is that it was okay for some people to die. Let's say it's okay for somebody to die on a Sunday night before he goes to work on Monday. No, but, no, what I'm saying to you is that it's nobody's business. As long as it doesn't affect their job performance, it's nobody's business. But where there are people involved in a few very selective, sen sensitive kinds of occupations, where it's very important that they be as sober as a judge, then uh, in that case, I think you can make an exception. Okay. Well, the I, I, don't, I don't think it's a difficult line to draw. I don't think it uh, takes a rocket scientist to figure out, you know, what, what are those sensitive positions. Well, I think that's the question of who draws the line, what's a sensitive position, what's hey, Well, let me ask you this. How many martinis can you go out and have at lunch <laughs> and then come back? No, seriously. And then come back and do your sensitive job, whatever the hell it is. How many can you have before you come back after lunch and perform open-heart surgery? You, you can't have any. Yeah. Well, how, how do we know if they did or they didn't? Well, we don't know. That's the point. That's the whole thing. But when you're just drawing a line saying, well, just because... So, 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 so the, well, I don't understand your point. Aren't you being hypocritical here? So, in other words, it's okay for them to go out. We, we don't know and we're not supposed to know. But if they went out and they smoked a joint during lunchtime and sat around with somebody over a cup of coffee or whatever, then they come back, then we can test them for drugs? No, no, it's not a matter of not... Or they smoked it three months ago and it's still in their bloodstream? Is that the, is that the deal? Well, that's the, that's the exception I'm trying to talk to you about. If you're just drawing a line saying just based on somebody's job, they can't get high the night before they go to work. But it's okay for another fellow to do it. Okay, well, you're repeating it the third time, and I think I explained it to you. And have a nice martini at lunchtime. We have an open line at day two in Broward, 5670560, Tom560 on the AT&T wireless line. 1109 at QAM. Do you feel like... Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, first of all, I'd like to say that uh, my, my wife is a dentist. I'm a pro, uh, professional businessman. We both smoke pot. And, uh, oh, my God. And bitching and complaining, uh, uh, they will never legalize pot and what they'd like to do and this and that. But what are you guys actually doing about it? You guys are calling the Neil Rogers Show, but do you guys write to your congressman? Do you go out and vote? Do you guys do anything other than bitch and complain? No. You probably don't. No. So get off your asses, do something about it, and maybe we can stir something up and uh, maybe we can all smoke a bong later on. There you go. Thanks a lot, Neil. See you around midnight. 
Okay, we have two open lines in the day. Yeah, he's right. I mean, uh, it's a very small organization, a national organization for the reform of marijuana laws. And Norm Kent's running around screaming and yelling. He's got about ten people with him. And uh, that's about it. No, I mean, you know, they're around, but it's a very... Uh, and, and, of course, you're, you're talk about swimming up, upstream. I mean, you're fighting a losing battle pretty much in this society because this is one of those things that, that people are taught it's a given. Oh, I mean, this is uh, drugs. Everything is lumped in as drugs. Booze, that's okay. Booze is okay because it's big goddamn business. Okay. In fact, if they put the booze out, of if they went back to prohibition on booze, all the sports would go out of business tomorrow. How can we subsidize all these uh, jocks and all their big salaries if we put Budweiser out of business? Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, oh, sir. my God. What a show, Neil. Congratulations. Uh, listen, the last caller, he hit it right on the nail, Neil. I mean, everything that's uh, going on right now, from pot to president. Hello? I'm listening. Uh, from pot to the president, I mean... Uh, it's just the public. I mean, the public doesn't care, Neil. Look at your show the past three weeks. I mean, they don't care, Neil. And that's where the problem lies. I mean, like you said, if we if we get up... I'll tell you what butt, they care about. Some of them found out that their seats were like a half an inch too small at the arena, at the new Macarena yesterday, and the phones rang off. Though, it was the most incredible Monday I've ever had on this show. Four solid hours of people, I'd say 98% of the call. And, you know, that's fine. You have a right to bitch and bellyache all the money you're spending. But that's the kind of thing that motivates the people in this town. That's what they get whipped up into a frenzy about. But when it comes to their rights, when it comes to basic human freedom, living like a mensch living without being terrorized in a goddamn police state. Ah, we don't care about this. Uh, we can't change anything. We don't have the time. And then, of course, when somebody in their family winds up getting uh, 53 years in jail because they had too many plants in the backyard or because somebody planted a bunch of crap in their car or wherever the hell, oh, well, now all of a sudden they care. As long as their ass isn't being Al Gord, then they don't give a crap. But somebody else's ass is being Gord, then uh, who cares? Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah. Neil? Yes, sir. Yeah, I just want to say I totally agree with what, you're, what you've been saying about the, uh, the pot. I think if you can handle the pot and uh, control yourself and do the right thing and make it happen, it's nobody's business. Yeah, I but can I don't handle the pot. The, I don't think the uh, politicians will take it very seriously. What do you think about that? Oh, and of course they won't, because it's uh, considered un-American. It's like it would be like having a campaign to legalize prostitution in America, like it is in almost every Western European country. Uh, you, you can't even have an intelligent discussion about it because it's not an apple pie goody two shoes issue, and especially where you're dealing with this right wing Congress we got now. You haven't got a Chinaman's chance. I totally agree. Uh, enjoyed listening to your show and uh, continue the good work. Okay, thanks. It's like this episode. I mean, I could I could spend a lot of time about this episode in Laramie, Wyoming, and this kid that got lynched there and murdered. This gay college student who was all of five foot two and one hundred and nine pounds, by the way, takes a couple of real courageous guys, real good masculine courageous guys, to go out there and uh, beat the living snot out of this kid and leave him for dead in the cold, which he did die. And then, of course, we have all these good Christian zealots coming on there the last two days, including yesterday on CNN on that stupid talkback show. This asshole from the family. They always put the word family in there. The Family Action Council, the Family Research Council. Is this one that Gary Bauer Nazi organization? Oh, well, you know, we don't need any more laws. We don't need any hate crime laws because then what you're doing is you're, uh, you know, you're, you're criminalizing people's attitudes. And what they're really saying is then you're putting a crimp in our ability to teach people that it's okay to hate gay state, black state, whichever group we're, uh, is our scapegoat for the year. That's what they're really saying. 
And, of course, in America, trying to, here's another one of these deals, trying to change attitudes. Law enforcement, I mean, law enforcement treats gays like 10th class people in this country, just like they treat blacks like 10th class people. And it's no different than it ever was. So you can pass all the laws in the world, but until you change people's attitudes, until you change education, until you grow up, and stop the hate and stop the narrow-mindedness and stopping a bunch of emotional cripples. That's what this card on my cap is all about, Matty Lesham. It's a message. And the message is grow up and stopping a goddamn child, stopping a bunch of emotional cripples. That's the message. And stopping a bunch of sanctimonious hypocrites. And the idea that we got somebody on there who is trying to censor me and try to censor the message on what is supposed to be a cutting-edge revolutionary television station. Are you fooling anybody? No. No. You're not fooling even a five-year-old kid out there that would listen to this conversation. That somebody wants to censor a message that may be out of the mainstream, and you're supposed to be cutting-edge and revolutionary, and you got a guy on there on Kenneth's Frequency smoking dope on the air. That's okay. But Neil's got a cartoon postcard on his cap that he's wearing on there from Amsterdam. That's bad. Those goddamn Dutch. Here's uh, Weston. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I love the topic today. What's not to like? It's a beautiful topic. Well, Maddie Lesham, uh, he decided what the topic was going to be for me. He made it easy. Uh, I want to know, like, who decided that pot should be illegal like isn't going to just grow naturally sir haven't you seen reefer madness yet you better get with it like why is pot illegal but bananas are legal and you ought to see what people are doing with bananas that's a good point point. and cucumbers oh my oh my god yeah exactly they should think about you know doing and zucchini. About that. oh if you could see what they're doing with zucchinis man even ron jeremy would be embarrassed al goldstein would blush and that takes a lot well, you know, the best part about pot is you go home, you do a couple bongers, and you're done. Mm -hmm. You don't want to smoke anymore. You don't want to go rob a store. You know, it's not like you need it every 25 minutes. Like, you know, yeah, I, read that, I read the article about Amsterdam. I've been there about 40 or 50 times. It is the most peaceful, the most tranquil, the most pleasant, the most interesting place you could ever go in the world. There is no violent crime going on. Almost like maybe one, maybe if they have two murders in a year, it's like a major story on the front page of the newspaper. It's unheard of. Nobody's running around with guns shooting each other. Everybody gets along. Ninety percent of the people got a big smile on their face. Yep. It's it's called real life. Real life. There isn't any problem with this. It's not it's not an issue. It's not something that's even discussed. Little kids are walking around in the in the red light district, looking in the windows and seeing the hooker sitting in there. And they're, they're looking, they're walking by the sex shop, seeing these big dildos in the windows and all this other sexual material. And you know something? Because they're exposed to it from the time that they're little kids, it doesn't have any titillation factor to them. It doesn't mean anything. They're mature. They're grown up. They're exposed to it. And it's dealt with openly and honestly as opposed to the forbidden fruit, which is what America's all about. People want it a lot more. Off and line at day one in Broward. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I think you do. Here's Plantation. Hello. Yes, Neil. Yes, sir. I see you like to parody um, the Jamaican pension for marijuana. Yeah, man. But I can tell you something. Um, I would be very careful if I were your listeners smoking Jamaican marijuana. Yes. Because it is um, cross-contaminated. With? They, they spray paraquat. Yeah. From the air. Mm -hmm. 
right? And it is done well, on that was, a that very was Gov wide Governor, scale. Well, you're way behind the times, pal. Governor Bobby Graham was doing that here in Florida years and years ago. He was killing people with Paraguay. Yeah, but they're doing it right now in Jamaica. Right. And what makes it worse... Maybe that's that why those Jamaicans all drive like that, man. No, it's, the, it's that's why Americans are dropping dead like flies from cancer. Yeah. Because what is going on is that it drifts on the wind, the power quad. And I can tell you because I have a farm nearby. and Nearby I, where? A farm near, nearby where? Nearby areas where they grow marijuana on a large scale. And my crops wither and die. Right? So, therefore, that stuff is bad news. And I can tell you, Americans are dying like flies from smoking J Jamaican marijuana. Yeah, man. All right, Neil. Maybe it's a bloodless coup. Okay, that's all the more reason we got to grow our own, sir. Maybe you're right there. Okay, that's, there you go. That's, <laughs> the, that's, the, that's the next Okay, well, don't, don't be selling us any more bad crap, and thanks a lot. I'm she sitting in my studio at WNWS, W Snooze, doing that serious, horrendous, topical talk. And I started a thing, and this is when Governor Bob Graham started a paraquat thing. And I said, I guess everybody's going to have to start being their own farmers and grow it in their own backyard. All you people want to smoke the wicked weed out there because the governor wants to poison you. And so I started a campaign. It was a joke, just like the cards on the cap are a joke. It was a, it was a spoof. It was called Seeds for the Seedy. I said, everybody out there, send us all your pot seeds. We're going to have to start, we'll, we'll start our own goddamn uh, gigantic farm down here in the ranch uh, and uh, wherever. Somewhere. And uh, so sure enough, people started sending in seeds. And one day, one day I'm sitting in a studio. I've got what is obviously a bottle of bird seed. Hearts Mountain bird seed. Yellow. You know the shape of bird seed? Does it look anything at all like marijuana seed? No. No. So I'm sitting in there with a bottle of bird seed. And Lou Crone, our hysterical general manager who inherited the job, a glorified sales guy, when Dick Casper went off to Nashville, Lou Crone inherited the job as general manager. And the best part of the deal is Tom Jicka was there that day from the old Miami News, I guess Tom was working for in those days. And he was writing an article about uh, this story or about whatever, something about the show. And Lou Crone, during a commercial break, opens up the door to my studio and says to Tom, uh, Tom, I'm going to have to ask you to leave for a minute. i got to talk to him. Tom goes out in the hallway, and of course there the, the walls were almost as paper thin as they are here. And Luke Crone lights into me. What are you going to do if you lost your mind? You're going to lose our license. Sounded just like Matty Lesham in the heat, but his eyes weren't darting around as much like a rodent. Out of control, out of his mind, making a major song and a dance about birdseed. A bottle of Hearts Mountain unlabeled birdseed. And we were going to lose the station's license, according to Mr. Crone. I was going to lose it for them because I had a bottle of bird seed. That would be like my saying, I'm sitting here smoking one right now. And you know what I am? I'm sitting here smoking right now. Am I not? Yes, you are. I got one in my mouth right now, clenched between my teeth. Grown in the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. Of course, it doesn't happen to be pot. It happens to be a Perdomo Reserve from our friends at Nick Cigars. A great cigar, my favorite in the world now. These are great. They're, they're the best. But Lou Crone would probably have come running down the stairs if he heard me say, I'm smoking one right now. Oh, my God, we're going to lose our license. Hysterical. Just like somebody we know over there at Whammy. Maniacs. Because this is, the, you know what it is? When you really come right down to it, this hysteria, this juvenile behavior. That's the American fucking way. Amen, sweetheart. You said it.
Here's a mobile in Weston. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, you had a real difficult time with the birds, Steve, but lesbian dial-a-date was okay, right? Right. Do you remember that? Well, not on my show. Oh, was it? Lesbians? Oh, well, whatever it was. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. That, well, whatever The dating show. The dating that, and mating and raping show, right? That, that's it. The funny thing about it is, is that I was listening to what you were talking about before. I have a son who is in sixth grade. He's in middle school, which I think is ridiculous to be putting sixth graders in middle school, but that's another show. Um, he went to his first school dance on Friday night. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until he went to that dance and came home as a sixth grader that he started asking me about what's a fag, what's an N-word, what's a this, what's a that. And it's amazing. You're not going to change the American people because the American people aren't educating their kids to act this way. Mm-hmm. And while I have a very open relationship with him, if he has any questions, he knows he can come to me, he can ask me, because I'd rather he ask me to look like a jerk in front of his friends. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, when he came home, I was like, most of the time he comes home and my girlfriend and I look at each other and go, oh, isn't that cute what he's asking? But some of the stuff he was coming home and asking on Friday after that dance was appalling. And I don't know what can be done about it. I don't know where it is. It's going to start at home. And that's why it never is going to change, because nobody is going to start at home. Everybody, I honestly believe, genuinely feels like this is the way they want it to be. They're always going to hate these people. They're always going to hate those people. And the most disgusting part about it is they're passing it on to their kids. So what do you do? Well, what do you what do you do? It, it all depends on your upbringing. That that's where it's got to come from. The the school can't do it. The churches and the uh, synagogues they're obviously not doing a very good job of it. In fact, the churches are doing a good job of the opposite of teaching people to hate each other because they believe different bullcrap. I wouldn't involve my son in parochial school if it meant my life. Right. No way. Forget it. But it's just the fact is that in elementary school everything is very antiseptic, and he has all different kinds of colors and creeds of friends. And it was like a culture shock. It's very scary. As a parent, it's very scary, and as a person, it's very scary. But yeah. who's going to do? Well, what that's, are you where, do? that's where the parents got to, uh, you know, grab it by the bootstraps, man. You're the only one that's got the opportunity. For what Not going to learn it anywhere. We have uh, two overlaps line. Remember the day that we had um, AJ and uh, Kevin in here from the Backstreet Boys, even though you don't like their music, and I was talking to them about the fact that they travel all over the world and how big their music was, et cetera, in Europe, and they were talking about how great Amsterdam was. Now, these are kids that uh, are from Kentucky, Orlando, West Palm Beach, and Tampa, who grew up in very ultra-religious Neanderthal backgrounds. And what do they say? That it was a breath of fresh air how fantastic they found it over there because the people were so much more enlightened and the kids were so like light years ahead of American kids because of their realistic and open and honest attitudes about sex and drugs and every other goddamn thing. As opposed to the Stone Age American uh, thing. That's the American fucking way. Right. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Good. Congratulations on bringing up this subject publicly. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd also like to let you know that one of your authors, uh, Peter McWilliams, the author of, has been released from jail on a quarter million dollars bail, finally. Released uh, from jail for what? Oh, conspiracy to grow marijuana. Uh, he suffers from AIDS and non-Hopkins Hodgkin's lymphoma. Right. And was uh, planning out in California under their uh, medical marijuana, a compassionate... Uh, medical marijuana uh, to a conspiracy to grow marijuana. He didn't actually grow any, and he hadn't given any away, sold it, distributed it, or anything else, but he was charged with conspiracy. So for a quarter of a million dollars, his family finally bailed him out. Oh, my God. Yeah, he lost 19 pounds in jail. He was, was denied his AIDS medication. All Beautiful. Kinds of, yeah. But like I, I said. That's the American fucking way. That's right. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm surprised that you don't go further and just we've got to end this. Next thing you know, we're going to have a 40-story uh, story tall, uh, you know, Compassion for Society drug agency up in Washington. 
you know, dominating everything else. From... It's a two open lines in day one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. 21 till noon. And from some of those people out there that think that pot is the wicked weed, come on, let's hear out there. I want to hear from some of those people that make some sense, that agree with Matty Lesham, that think that this is the worst possible thing that we could do, is send any message to our kids that marijuana might not be evil, that maybe that reefer madness went just a little bit too far, perhaps. Are there any of those people out there? No. You know, shopping for... Floridians, dumb as dirt. My sister all my life That is why she's now my wife And I think my son may know it's true He's my nephew too Well, my daddy is my Uncle Joe My mother is my dear Aunt Chloe It is very plain to see My first cousin is me American you said it. Okay, 1144 at 560 WQM. Here's a fax that says, do you people at Channel 69 have any idea how to run a business or how to promote anything? No. Neil Rogers is one of the most talented broadcasters ever. Just listen to some of the other crap on radio down here. You're shooting yourself in the foot doing this, Tim, it says. Is there any other show where the talk hosts talk about the stuff Neil does in his unique way? No. Are you supposed to be controversial? No. Are you people brain dead? Uh -huh. This has to be a joke. It says, sign Jim. Which I hope he sent it over to them because sending it to us don't do any good. But nevertheless, we got it on here, and I'm sure Maddie is monitoring right now, isn't he? In between the hits. Okay, now are we got? Have we got these people worked up to a frenzy or what? No. All the day lines are open. An open line at Broward, as we're having a real stimulating conversation here today. But as usual, all of a sudden they all vanish because the cat's got their tongue. Look at that one line on the board there. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. And the guy who called before, who said about the dead ass American people with their dead ass attitudes, are willing to just sit back and have every goddamn freedom taken away from them one at a time, is absolutely correct, sir. The most complacent, the most lethargic people, brainwashed into believing that air. Oh, this is the freest and the greatest. Yeah, sure it is. Tell me another good one, okay? Yeah. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. I was on vacation. I come back. I turn on Whammy to watch MASH last night. Yeah. Which is the only program that seems to have anything going for it. And it's like 30 years old. And uh, they had that thing about you. Uh, well, he's in reruns now. Yeah. And I'm like, turn on my head. You were the only original program that had anything of value. I'm in reruns by their choice because starting last Tuesday, so today makes one week that they've been running old shows from a month ago and weeks ago that make no sense at all because I got this uh, cap on with this uh, cartoon postcard on my head. Oh, my God. I mean, but Because they've got those... no sense of humor because they're supposed to be cutting edge and instead they're cutting <laughs> crap is what they're cutting over there. It's, it's just a horrible travesty, and uh, I've dealt with them in a marketing side, and they're like little children. I don't know who the guy hired, the guy in Boca who owns the place, some rich Israeli guy. Yeah. But uh, he's hiring like, it's like he's hiring his family, his children, their friends. Sounds like QAM to me. And, and it's a horrible, it's a, you know, you got a great thing to work there if they only put together a, a professional organization. Yeah, well, they don't, and they won't. 
It's a horrible thing. It's a typical uh, front for typical soft load operation. Yeah. And I heard what it was is it's like a toy of this guy, and he's just playing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, he's playing with it all right. And uh, it's a horrible thing. Maybe that explains his behavior a little bit too much. Okay, pal. Good luck to us. Have a great day. Okay, now what was that flurry that we had there? Was that the nothing? A lot of nothingness? Uh, yes. Oh. One guy that wanted a traffic report. We had a guy that wanted a traffic report. There we go. They're dropping nuclear weapons on Homestead. They're having, they're having earthquakes in the middle of North Carolina. The Pope just had a bad bowel movement. And this guy's worried about some traffic report. There you go. That's, That's the American fucking way. Two open lines in Dade, one in Broward. Any interest here today? No? Sorry I brought this up, but at least maybe it'll kill at the half hour tonight at 10.30. 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Do they get the message? No. Do they understand what I'm trying to convey here? No. Do they have any interest in this? No. Here's Cutler Ridge. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I can't believe it. It's been like 30 seconds. For what? Waiting on hold. This is my seconds. lucky day. 21, you called her. I got, uh, you know, nobody interested here today. Well, listen, Neil. Because I'm... we're not catching about the arena, and their seats are too small. <laughs> and their parking took them too long to get there, et cetera, oh, and so on. Well, maybe their asses are too Four pretty. hours of that yesterday. Four hours I had of people bitching and bellyaching. That's the South Florida mentality. Killed some good time, though, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It was great. <laughs> hey, Neil, I'm, I'm calling to, to disagree with you. Yeah, I'll go ahead. Um... Marijuana, instead of us arguing and trying to get uh, marijuana legalized and all that stuff, we should be sitting here raising hell about the alcohol industry and getting that uh, censored because that's... And, and getting, that, what, what, getting it censored? It, no, not censored. No, that's what you just word. said. Maybe it should not be uh, shoved down our throats, advertised on every medium available, and uh, that kills more kids than uh, we would ever even think of. Yeah, and there's the, no question know, so about that. So we should go over backwards and and start working on the alcohol industry and cleaning up this uh, country. Mm-hmm. That's my and point. How, how are you going to do that? The same way that you're going to get pot legalized. I'm, I'm not going to get, get pot, sir. I'm not going to get pot uh, decriminalized, legalized, uh, recognized, any of those things in this country. It's not going to happen. Well, I guess we're all screwed then. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for your conclusion. There you go. That made it easy. Now what do we do? Two open lines in date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. It's the, same, it's the same thing with guns. There's nothing inherently wrong with guns. It's just that when you put guns in the hands of people that are juvenile and irresponsible, then, then you got a problem. And Americans as a people are too emotionally immature and irresponsible to have guns. Americans as a people are too emotionally irresponsible to be drinking all this booze and going out there and driving and killing each other and trying to kill us. That goes back again to your upbringing. It goes back to attitudes. It goes back to social mores. It goes back to education. There is no education in America. American education is an oxymoron. There's no such goddamn thing in this country. We've got 170 million functional illiterates out there. But hey, they sure can play some mean football and basketball, I'll tell you that. Where are we going? Let's do uh, Homestead. Hello, where they're dro- dropping the nuclear weapons. Hello. Hey, Neil, what's up? How you doing, sir? What's going on? What's that guy talking about sensory and liquor and stuff? What's up with that? Beats me. I don't know, man. I mean, everybody knows what liquor does. Yeah. Everybody knows what uh, cigars do and all that. I mean, you should 
You should be able to, you know, decide what you want to do. You know, Pick your own poison. That's what I say. As that's long as what I say. Else. The only problem with the alcohol, though, is when you're boozing it up and then go out there and driving, they ought to put you away, take the car away, put you behind bars, and leave you there for about 50 years so you that's don't do right. it again. That, Instead of having some quack lawyers coming along, getting you off so you can go out there and try to kill some more people the next week. That's right. You know, that's what should be done. You know, I smoke weed all the time. You know, nothing happens to me. You know, I can drive. You know, I do, I'm working right now smoking weed, you know? Yeah. It's fine, I think know, the whole whammy crew probably is just stoned out of their mind. <laughs> Your show's great, man. I don't know what, what those people talking about. They took it off the air, man. You might piss me off. Okay, pal. But, but all right, buddy. Have a good one. You too. But watch out for that damn paraquat, baby. They're spraying it. That was a good call from that Jamaican guy. There's a good lesson for all you people out there, okay? All you Jamaican uh, drug peddlers, I hate to break the news to you, but you'll have to find a new kind of occupation. Yeah, man. Because you're, uh, you're selling damaged goods. We have an open line of date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in uh, Palm Beach. Hello. Hey. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes, I am. Neil. Speak to me. Are you there? I'm here. Okay, I'm a long-time listener. I back the old days, your sidekick bird, and uh, moved to Orlando, and sure do miss you. Uh, I, I, smoked, I smoked pot for 10 years, every day. Yeah, I have mm -hmm. twice a night. And every day, like, every single every, day for ten years. Every single Okay, I rest my case. There you go. There you go. That's what Pablo will do for you. Don't you ever, you kids out there, even start thinking about touching that wicked weed. You hear what just happened to this guy? Just like that. Just like going down a goddamn feral faucet. Like going down a drain in your bathtub. This guy just vanished. He's been smoking every day for 10 years. and all He just got sucked into the goddamn center of the earth where that lake of fire is waiting for him. How do you like that? That's right. So if you guys out there don't want to get sucked in to that lake of fire, that is, then you better cut the crap right now. Yeah, man. Open line and date, 5670560 and pound 560. It's too bad that happened because I wanted to hear the rest of the story. I wanted to hear what happened to them after 10 years of smoking every single day of their lives for 10 years. And he's still alive. They hit him with five joints and he's still alive. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Your show is great. Yes, it is. I, uh, I just want to say I agree with you. They should legalize it. Yeah. And it's uh, everybody's problem, whatever they do on their own time. Right. You know, and... Uh, that goes back to that do-no-harm philosophy again. If you want to smoke a little weed, if you would do whatever the hell you want, and it doesn't affect your uh, the way you relate to anybody else, you're driving or anything else, then who the hell's business is it? What kind of government have we got telling you what kind of a plant you can grow in your backyard? Exactly. What kind of sense is there in that? I totally agree with Even you. Even a little child would laugh at that, that your government can tell you what kind of seed you can plant in the ground. Exactly. I totally agree with you. I think your show is great, and uh, just keep up the good work. Okay, thanks. No problem. Uh, the government tells you what kind of seed to plant in the ground and then where you can plant your seed. Squirt, squirt. There you go. president's busy planting his seed on dresses up there. That's, that was the worst mistake. You don't plant your seed on a goddamn dress. Squirt, squirt. Especially when it's being worn by a psychotic slut like that bitch Monica up there that saves it as a souvenir for a rainy day just in case it might come in handy, a rainy day or the DNA, whichever comes first. Crazy bitch. And we got all these people up there wasting millions and millions and millions of our hard-earned dollars. We work like dogs, and don't think that I don't just because I'm here only four hours a day. I expend more goddamn mental energy in these four hours every day than most of you do in your whole goddamn lifetime trying to talk into a vacuum. I could talk into a black hole. Well, I can't say that. Oh, Maddie will be cutting that out. 
I wouldn't be surprised if he's talked into a black hole or two in his time. You know what I'm saying? Oh! Yeah. Not to mention no names. We have two offline. Did I say 11.55 on QAM? I think I did. You know the Neil Rogers Show. Hell. Neil Rogers guy. Hey, Hemp produces four times as much paper as an acre of trees. The hemp seed is second only to soybeans in protein content. Cloth made from hemp is eight times as strong as her. An average of 2.4 yards. Uh, nothing. I mean, uh, high school teams can do better than that. Yeah, I mean, I love Jimmy, you know. His restaurant's pretty good, but yeah. uh, other than that... Yeah. But one thing a lot of people forget in the middle of all this is that the Dolphin payroll is the third lowest in the NFL, and the fine finger of Wayne is in the middle of this again. Well, See, for some reason with the Marlins, of course, he, I mean, he totally cleaned house there, but, uh, and the same with the Panthers. They didn't spend a lot of money, any money on free agents. But with the Dolphins, it doesn't get any publicity, but he's got the third lowest payroll in the whole NFL. Uh, and is that, that's not shocking, you know. I mean, the guy doesn't do anything. Look at Blockbuster, Cockbuster, I mean, sorry. But uh, that, that place is doing nothing or anything like that. And, yeah, speaking of them, you know what? I got a problem with Wayne with that. Yeah. I, got, I returned a video to them about a month ago. They said that I, uh, that I couldn't rent a video. And I said, well, how did I rent a video about two weeks ago? Oh, I don't know why that happened or anything like that. You have to talk to our supervisor. And I said, well, what the hell is the problem with that? You know, and you're not even charging me the full amount of... Uh, yeah, what the yeah. is wrong with that? Exactly, you know, and they and they said, and you know, the bottom line is, yeah, and the reason they said is because oh, it wasn't here when we did our inventory. I said, well, you got a bunch of teenage kids there stealing the things for so buy drugs and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, and she didn't believe me, so I don't know. I said, you know what, and, Wayne, and she said, that's the American fucking Wayne. Okay, we have an open line in Broward five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Okay, amigo, have a great life. Boy, I gotta pee real bad. You know what? Thank God we got these long commercial breaks here on WQAM. Which I could go into that, but I won't because we got first we got to iron out the uh, whammy problems. Oh, and by the way, the rumor has it around the building, and again, it's only rumor because these are not the decision makers here; these are the, only the underlings. But the rumor has it that uh, that you will be on tonight at 10:30. So you know, and Terry Jackson from the Herald he asked me a legitimate question yesterday. He said, "Is this uh, you know? I don't want to sound uh, suspicious, but is this a?" Um, publicity stunt, the thing with the cap and the show on TV. And I, I, I thought to myself, you know, and I even told Tom Jicka this. I said, Matty Lesham isn't smart enough to pull off a publicity stunt, okay? And that's the goddamn truth. In addition to which, these postcards have been here for months. And there was never any issue about it until all of a sudden out of the corner of his eye one day when he wasn't busy banging somebody over there or whammy, he happened to see the show and, oh, gee, you can't have that on there. But since I complied and since he has said right here in print, and I will save this article right in the prestigious Herald, he says it's a matter of context. If he wants to show it as a part of a show about whether marijuana should be legal, that's fine. But to just hang it out there as a poster, we're not going to show that. So there we go. We had it on today, and I didn't put it on until I started reading that article, etc. And there you go. What was that that you were so psychotic about? Oh, my good friend, Ron. Doesn't he understand that if he doesn't stop calling us that we're going to call his doctor and have his supply of Prozac taken away and have him taken away? Isn't this the same chronic Ron that called you and apologized for the inconvenience of calling here over and over and over again because he doesn't have any life and we don't want to speak to him? And he says what? He's sorry. He, he calls to continuously apologize. We accept now. your apology. Apology is accepted. Don't go away. Mad, just go away, Ron. We accept your goddamn apology okay now just go the away we have an open line in Broward so Ron just tie up the line in Broward so he don't get on there okay 
Where do we find these people? Where do we find the Rons and the Gilberts? And, uh, oh, and I won't even include the guy with the eyes in there anymore because he's graduated. He's, and, and then the, uh, the guy with a fanny pack. I mean, he's... he's uh, what, what, do I, what do I say about him? Which I have his name now, by the way. Because he gave me that thing that he thought I was going to go over to Ed Morris and buy a new Corvette, which I was going to do, but I changed my mind since my old one they fixed very nicely. Thanks to my friends at Ed Morris, by the way. They're great. You know, he showed up last time we had one of those van giveaways with Sam and Chris. Yeah. Bitching that they weren't giving away enough crap for uh, his trouble. He showed up at the, the, the pizza loft. He showed up at the Borders thing and then left and then came back again. Oh, I know somewhere in my wallet I got that thing with his name. Here it is. His name is George. George. How do you like that, huh? For a phony name, George. We got George with a G and George with a J and George with a uh, S on the end, which blows. Here's a lady in Pompano. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. How you doing? Great. Hey, I just wanted to call and thank you for covering this issue. I'm surprised to see you do it because I know how you feel about druggies. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I don't consider people that smoke pot to be druggies. Well, I don't either. But you know, you said about a dozen times now, don't smoke dope or you'll go down the toilet. Anyway, I wanted to thank you for that, but I also want to point out that I think you're missing a big part of the picture. Yes. Uh, that is, you're talking about. Uh, the infringements on freedom, which are, you know, of course, it's a very important issue. But have you thought about the effect that prohibition actually has as opposed to the effect that it was intended to have? Meaning what? Well, you know, they're, they're trying to keep everybody from smoking pot, but what actually happens is, is uh, you know, punks like Pablo Escobar become multimillionaires and Al Capone. Yeah. And what's the current one, Carrillo? Well, but that's that's maybe you didn't hear me read that article. That's what that article was all about. No, I missed that. Well, that was that I was the whole point. Late. That was the whole point, is that it creates a black market. As soon as you make something illegal, it creates a tremendous black market, and uh, you become partners with organized crime and disorganized. Okay, I, I stand corrected. You're not missing anything. I'm right on top of it. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay, have a great life, and go uh, put that kid in the uh, microwave. Two open lines in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Are they enthused? No. Are they worked up to a frenzy? No. Are they smoking it? Uh -huh. There you go. Nine minutes past noon at 560, them coconut creek. Okay. Later. Let me say, wait a minute. Okay. No. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you think just because Montreal beat up on the Rangers. I got news for you, baby. The Rangers are pathetic. No, God. Just like Neil God predicted. Pathetic. Boy, did you see that goal? It was like a Felix Pot fan from uh, almost uh, center rice. Al McGinnis. There you go. Natural hat trick for Al McGinnis last night for St. Louis, including like way outside the blue line, right through Richter's legs. Nice going, Mike. Oh! The Rangers blow. We have an open line in date. 5670560, pound 560 in a mobile one line. The poor New Yorkers, man. The Islanders want out of that Coliseum. They can't even find a place to play that's fit to play in. And uh, they had like 11,000 some for their opening game. Their home opener, 11,000 and some in New York, and the Rangers are going to be probably the worst team in the whole damn conference. Here's a mobile in Delray. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. You're not going to believe this. Has anyone, I could, probably could ask George, but has anyone called in about the major traffic jam on 95? No. Northbound and southbound in the Lantana Lake Worth area. Yeah. There's like 20 people up on the overpass with signs, uh, big sheets of plywood, Attached to the guardrail, and I, I, I sign, sign I, saying sign saying what? Well, let me I'm, let me lead up to that because you're okay. not going to believe this. And we'll like work six, into it. Six fender benders, you know, as a result, I believe, of the traffic jam, right? I mean, to see northbound is probably a couple miles. Southbound isn't too bad. Yeah. But uh, 
20 people up there, and somebody, they got it attached to the retaining wall. Fire the liar. Yeah. Meaning Clinton? I guess so. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if the cops have been over there yet or whatever, and I'm all for freedom of expression or whatever, but, you know, Palm Beach Sheriff or the cops are going to have a lawsuit on their butt. Well, I think, everybody ought to get, I think everybody ought to get together, all the people stuck in traffic I at the bottom of that it. thing, and they all ought to yell, jump, 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 and that might solve the problem. Okay, we have an open line in Broward, 5670560 and Pound 560 on a mobile one line. Those people in Palm Beach, what a sense of humor, huh? They got a sense of humor. Here's Miami. Hello. Yeah, I don't know if you read the newspaper yesterday, but the article about the FBI getting the database for the DNA. About what? You didn't see that? Then now they're going to start getting DNA on everybody that they arrest so they can have a database. All right. Great. It's just another example of Big Brother keeping it. You know, I'm, I, I agree everything you're saying about legalization of pot and stuff. But it's just Big Brother, you know, Big Brother's keeping track of everybody. Yeah. Get your passport handy, pal. Thanks for the good news. Yeah, how, I mean, that Barry, uh, what's that, Barry Dreck, how the hell can he keep his job unless we can do DNA and everybody? That's his specialty. Now, thanks to OJ. OJ done it. We have an open line in day one in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on a mobile one line. This is the freest country. Anybody believe that? <laughs> Boy, what a joke. Talk about brainwashing and propaganda. I can't even get a little bit ahead up there without uh, the whole, how having a $50 million investigation about it because they couldn't nail him on something else. And we got a bunch of crazy people up there in Palm Beach. Of course, that guy is, uh, can you believe that story? Got traffic tied up for like two miles back because we got crazy people tying themselves to the retra re uh, retaining restraining wall. Fire the liar. I mean, wh what the hell can you say about the behavior of some of these crazy people who just, uh, you know, have got no life? Outrageous. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Neil, God, George, the Antichrist. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Forty years I'm puffing the weed, Neil. Every morning, every noon, yeah, every on. night. Yeah. It's not addictive. Yeah. And uh, the it, seeds it's are round. Yeah. The it's not indicative of your behavior. Th that is correct. I run a major corporation. I believe it. And uh, I figure if the seeds weren't, God didn't want us to smoke it. Uh, you know, the seeds wouldn't be round and roll out with a matchbook cover. There you go. My son asked me, he said, should it be legalized? I said, no, mandatory. All right. Okay, pal, we're tracing the call. Okay, we have an open line in Broward. Five, I mean, what the hell did God invent the seed for in the first place if it's the wicked weed, if it's something evil? Oh, the devil made it. Oh, the devil made it. There you go. The devil did it again. This devil is a busy son of a bitch, ain't he? This devil is doing all kinds of nasty stuff to try to tempt us into evil. So when you, before you stick those seeds in the ground, you better see whether they're the good seeds or the bad seeds. What the hell was her name that played in the bad seed? Patty, uh, what was her name? Patty Duke? Wasn't it? Was it? Patty Douche? Was she the one? In, I don't know. You know the movie The Bad Seed, okay? That's what you got to check out. You better have Luke Crone look on there. See, is it the Hearts Mountain Bird Seed? No. Is it the Marijuana Seed? No. Is it the uh, Bad Seed? Uh -huh. There you go. Look out. Patty Duke, was that who it was? I guess it was. When she was like a little punk. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil, how yes, you sir? doing? Yes, sir. Great. Long-time listener and long-time caller. Good. Neil, I went to the first Panther game, and I couldn't fit my ass in the seat. Yeah, I bet. 
Oh, my God, is that, that seat skinny. And I got a spy report for you on one of your advertisers. Uh huh, great. Okay, we have an open line and date, 567-0560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I have uh, three things, if you don't mind, I want to ask you about. Number one is I'm a, I live in Boca, and I have Comcast, so I've never seen Whammy, which really You won't see it, sir. Me. Not in Palm Beach. Believe me, your, your life, you'll live a lot uh, happier and a lot longer. You'll never see it. Okay. Which means you, two, won't, uh, you won't see the 7 and 8 and 9 o'clock news in MASH over and over again. You're not missing a thing. Okay, I've seen all the MASH. Uh, I have a friend who is uh, an inveterate pot smoker and beer drinker, and he's like an assistant provost at one of the largest community colleges here in Florida. Yaman. There you go. And, oh, he's praised. They love this guy. He's gone right up the ladder. He smokes morning, noon, and night. He drinks uh, pretty I mean, much all good, day long. I mean, if it's good enough for William F. Buckley, then how could it be? Uh, you know, how could there be possibly anything wrong? Because he's as goody two shoes and right wing as they come. That's great. Here's one more thing. Have you ever heard of a bat or a one hitter? A what? It's called a one hitter. It's a little brass device. That you can, you kind of uh, use it like no, a mortar. They're, they're nodding their head in the other room because we got a bunch of pot smokers in there. I don't, I don't, I don't smoke. I'm not interested in. It. Don't you understand? Well, can I describe it? To I'm those, listening. Uh, Go ahead. Okay, it's for your listeners who have never seen one or have been able to enjoy one. The nice thing about it. I thought a one hitter was in a baseball game. Go ahead. Yeah, it's shaped and painted. It can be shaped and painted to look exactly like a cigarette. Yeah. So you could be sitting right across from a policeman at say an intersection. And take a nice big stinky toke, and the cop would never know what's going on. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And thanks and how do you, for how do you know what he's smoking? And have a great day. Like I was going to say, how do you know what he's smoking, huh? Because they get theirs pretty cheap. We have an open line in what? Patty McCormick. Yeah, it wasn't Patty Duke. How? <laughs> Patty Duke? Jesus, come on, get with it. Yeah, but who, whatever happened to Patty McCormick? Huh? Whatever her name was. 27 Patty Duke. Brings to mind. Yesterday I was in the. Um, in the mobile station over there on Flamingo, getting my uh, fish stick on the way home, and a, a bottle of soda. And as I was in there, the guy ahead of me was uh, had bought a, uh, a container of chewing tobacco and brought it back because it was stale or was rotten. There were worms in it, whatever. And I was thinking to myself as I walked out, why do guys chew tobacco? Nicotine. What? Huh? The nicotine rush. They say the flavor, but... <laughs> no, but uh, wait a minute. If you want nicotine, you can smoke a faggot, okay? You can get yeah, all the choke. What? You choke and cough. Yeah, but chewing tobacco, like, uh, causes the grotesque cancers in the mouth. And all these jocks, I mean, they've been studying this for years. And it, like, tears away the uh, tissues. And uh, these kids emulate these asshole uh, jocks that uh, chew, uh, and race car drivers, too, by the way, Joe. That chew tobacco and go on and do these ads for it. I mean, what a, what a disgusting. And then you see these guys spitting it. That, that's what I was thinking about with this Massenhagen thing. Spitting it all over the... What a disc... I mean, smoking cigarettes is bad enough. But Jesus... <laughs> that huh. black, gooey, smarmy dreck. They have to carry a cup around with them or a can or something like that and spit in it when they're a inside can? the house. Something. And a little portable spittoon. A little portable they carry spittoon? Yeah. yeah. They carry a spittoon around with them? That's classy. <laughs> so maybe somebody can call and enlighten us today. The wonders of Chawn Tobacco, huh? Isn't, no, that, isn't that a redneck thing? Sure. Which kind? The uh, the big uh, cheek chaw or the snooze? The what? The W snooze? I thought they were off the air. The snooze? Well, what is a snooze? 
That's the pinch between the cheek and gum. Just a little pinch little between cans, my cheek and gum, yeah. As opposed to the big handful wad. Oh, the big handful of wad. Like, uh, like Justin Thompson, who pitches for the Tigers. You look pretty good, Justin, but with that big hole in your cheek, you're not going to look too good anymore. One you chew, the other one you just suck. One you chew on, and the other one you just suck on? Okay. So that's our... I mean, we started out with marijuana, and then we worked all our way to chaw tobacco, Okay. We're making some very serious progress here today. Suck it in and hold it. I'll pass. Where are we? Oh, God, what a disgusting, filthy habit. It makes, it makes smoking cigarettes seem like almost antiseptic. Forget about yellow teeth. How about brown-stained teeth? How about, like, black? Look like a shoe black. Like they stole Ron Reagan's uh, hair polish from him. Or oh, uh, Broca Brian's got it first. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Well, I have a little bit of a problem. My oldest son and his son, who happens to be 16 years old, live in Chicago. Yes. And he called me up about two, three weeks ago, and he said, Dad, how would you handle this situation? Mm -hmm. Well, he found his son uh, smoking grass, and he said, but what can I do? I smoke, too. I can't tell him not to. Mm -hmm. Well, was his son stealing his stuff? No, 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 no. Oh, that's good. Not whatsoever. Nothing worse than when your kids steal your stuff. Oh, yes. No, nothing whatsoever, but he, this young kid, he's 16 years old, he was brought up to be an athlete. Yeah. His whole idea is to play varsity when he goes to college. Yeah. Now, I am afraid, and my son is afraid, that he might be tested for marijuana or something like that. Or, yeah. So what's the best suggestion is? The best suggestion is uh, get him to the health food store, get that stuff that you take to uh, phony up the drug test. There you go. Okay, I'm glad we solved the problem for you, sir. Any other questions? We have an open line. What are you laughing about? That's what everybody else does, isn't it? I mean, let me ask you this question. Suppose here I'm Jewish, okay, which I am, in uh, diet only, and along comes Purim, and I'm loving it. And nobody's going to take away my homentoshin at Purim time, okay, with those nice little poppy seeds in there. And suppose the day after Purim, and I've had two or three of those humantashin, they come in here and decide they want to do drug testing on me because those poppy seeds show up a uh, positive test. Opium, baby. Right. Oh, and by the way, you know, I finally figured out what Maddie Lesham really does. But anyway. But no, you just said the magic word. I don't think from Israel, he's from Israel. I think he's a Turkish spy. Okay? Because they told me, Rob told me that he was running around in a Turkish towel over there at Whammy yesterday. That's what they told me. Sucking on his Turkish taffy. Or something. So you know what else? Anybody choose to back in this audience? No. Thank God. What a disgusting, filthy, vulgar, dangerous, nasty habit. I mean, smoking. I mean, smoking's a filthy, dangerous, etc. But I can, I can see why people smoke. I can understand it. But chewing tobacco and getting your mouth full of all that... I mean, even when you smoke a good cigar, like I'm smoking this Perdomo Reserve right now from Nick's, which is a great cigar... But it's, it's a little on the, I mean, you know, you chew up the end. If you're going to enjoy a great cigar, you have to chew up the end a little bit. Go, you know, get a little uh, soggy, like that one Monica was working on. You have to get a little bit soggy, baby. And it, it, yeah, a little bit of that tobacco gets in your teeth. and it, it, It's a little on the messy side, isn't it? Yeah, it is. There's nothing antiseptic about smoking a stogie. But the idea of just taking a whole bunch of that stuff and charging the car with more like that, it's in every little cranny in your teeth, oh, especially the, uh, the, the Copenhagen and the, and the skull. It's in every pocket. I you're... put a little pinch between my cheek and gum, <laughs> and then head back up to Aintree. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. 
you're going to piss off the Virgin Mary, man. You better stop that. Yeah, she's up there in Conyers, Georgia right now. You better get on your hands and knees yeah, and go see man, her. Yeah, man, you better get on your hands and knees. But, you know, I called because you, you've you been talking about this for the last past years and years and years. The same thing about the religious right wing, marijuana, and all the... Yeah, uh, and you've been listening every day, haven't you? Yes, I oh, That's have. good. Okay, thank you. Okay, we have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. I've been talking about marijuana every day for the last... Uh, no. I don't think so, pal. Get with it. Here's Kendall. Hello. Hey, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? You know, I, I've never taken drugs in my life, but I, I do love to do one thing. Yeah. Whenever, and then the very few times I've had to take a drug drug test, mm -hmm. I, I know it's subconscious because I don't think I, I don't know I'm doing it until I do it. Is that that morning or that day before I go have the test? You go eat a good hummantaschen. No, I have two poppy seed, two big poppy seed bagels though. Mm -hmm. with, That'll do it with all the works. Yeah. And you know they ask you, do you have you taken any drugs? Blah. And at the very end, they go, I just do one. Let you know though, I've had two poppy seed bagels, and and they say, oh my god. Well, every the few times I've gone, the, you know, like the technician like has a cow and she runs and goes, you know, see who's whoever, and she comes back and goes. Well, you know, it, it is legitimate food, so we really can't say anything. Well, what, so. what kind of work do you do that you have to do drug tests? Well, when you apply for a government job and stuff like that, you know, a lot of employees now, a lot of employees are done drugs, but it just pisses me off. Excuse my friend. I mean, I mean, are you involved with, like, classified information or some highly sensitive position? I, I do technical work, but no, 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 nothing like that, Uncle Neil, no. I'm a normal so what do you need a drug test for? If you work for a government or if Just any... another opportunity exactly. for the government to stick their nose so they can put yeah, a good FBI business. file together for you yeah, and you just go. waiting in the woods to uh, stick it to you. Yeah, exactly. Do you, oh, also, I don't know if you remember this. Remember back in the... Because they had a big case in this in the mid-80s, just before the fall of Russia. Kids used to write to Russia to get stamps... Just to get a lousy stamp back, you know, stamp collectors, yeah. and they would get FBI files on them because they wrote to Russia. I mean, oh, yeah. the, the Soviet Union, but they would get FBI files automatically because they wrote to the Soviet Union. That's what I think was the case with Lee Harvey Oswald. I don't think he ever was in Russia. I think he just had a stamp collection. Yeah, I think he just wanted them to lick it. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> Bye, Uncle Neil. Take care. See ya. Bye. What I hear is he did want to lick it. We have two open lines in date, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Tonight at 1030, there's Neil and I on a whammy that you'll ever need to watch. If they show it, and they damn well better, or Matty Lesham's a big liar. 10.30 to 11 on Whammy Nights. The only time we, that we really request that you tune in, because we know none of you got Nielsen meters anyway, so it's not, not a ratings thing. I hate to break the news to all those uh, critics out there that think this is a job to hype the ratings. Forget that. It's hopeless. But because there's a message in there, and then you'll be able to see this postcard from Amsterdam that there's been all this big tumult about that had somebody having a nervous breakdown over there with his Turkish towel. Here's Miramar. Hello. Yeah, how's it going? Okay, sir. Uh, I don't want to address the snuff issue. Yeah. Uh, the first thing is, the one thing that it does that cigars and cigarettes don't do, yeah. there's no secondhand smoke. You're, you're doing it to your own body. No, that's but you're not that's doing true. That's a You're absolutely correct. I never thought about that. Good point. And, you know, I have an outside job. I play softball a lot. And, and it's an environment that's been around. Yes, it's a nasty habit. Oh, there's no doubt, but, you know, but everybody gets their nicotine. Doesn't that irritate the hell out of the linings of your mouth, though? So far, no. It, it's great for your teeth, but terrible for your gums. Uh-huh. But, uh, and on the marijuana, I'm a former 20-year marijuana user, but had to get up on. Because of the, uh, again, I work in the paramutual industry, and they have drug testing. Uh-huh. But as far as the snuff goes, it has the, a taste to it. It has horses, a flavor. Yeah. 
Right. Like your cigars do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the incidence of cancer is probably equal to oral cancer for cigars. But you're not, there's no second hand. You're doing it to yourself. You're yeah. not doing it to anybody else. And I guess you could do it on a plane if you had your own little spittoon, huh? I've done that. Have you really? Yes, I have. <laughs> Where people can't smoke, I've been able to get my nicotine fix. Like I said, I'm starting to get into this. Thanks a lot, pal. All right. Okay, good luck. Now, although I'm not into nicotine, that's why I don't... You, nobody inhales cigars, do they? Uh-huh. They do? Oh, geez, you got to be crazy to inhale a, a stogie. No nicotine and no stogies. You can keep sucking on them from now until cows come home, Monica, but there ain't no uh, nicotine in them. We have an open line at Broward, 5670560. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like uh, Judge Metal because, like I'm trying to say, do no harm, do your own thing. But if I'm sitting next to somebody on an airplane, like especially on a long trip, and they got a big chart of tobacco in their mouth, and it's like starting to run down their uh, chin, you know, a little bit, and the, to- and the uh, tobacco juice, too, and now they're starting to, like, they they got a little uh, tin cup or something there, you know, like that in the middle of the plane. It's a little bit unappetizing is what I would say. And then you've got the guys that brag about swallowing. Well, no, we don't want to get into that on this show. This is a different kind of a show. We have an open line at date, 5670560. Pound 560 on the Mobile One line. Maybe years ago I might have considered that. Not anymore, okay? I, I'm sorry. Not with the kind of stuff that's going around these days. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I called earlier and I got disconnected from my mobile phone. Okay. Ten years, my ex-wife and I both smoked. Oh, right. Thank years. God you got back on there. I thought that you went to hell in a handbasket. No, no, it came out. Uh, we, when we had the kid got to be about three years old, we decided, uh, you know, this, this is probably, we shouldn't be doing that. So we both just, we quit. And it was probably like giving up eating chocolate chip cookies. Uh-huh. You know, we decided not to do it anymore because we had a kid and each of us. And maybe a year later, we'd be at a party and someone passed a joint and we, you know, we shared a joint. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. And that's been, well, the kid's about ready to go to college now. Now, also, I gave up cigarette smoking after 20-some years. That was hell. Oh, yeah. No. And on top of that... Well, that's because the nicotine is highly addictive. People have a much, much tougher time giving up cigarette smoking than smoking weed. Yeah, and then on top of that, I'm an alcoholic that hasn't had a drink in six years. Uh huh. But I I couldn't give that up without. A, I mean that was that was really hell. Right. So so I've been I've been around. So now let me let me say it again: the highly addictive things, nicotine, sugar, and alcohol. Those are the three dangerous, highly addictive things, and they're all legal. Yeah. If my if my son who's who's going to college next year, if he should come to me and say, Dad, uh, I'm going to college and I'm going to either drink beer. Or I'm going to smoke pot. Which would you recommend? Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, smoke pot. There you I, go. I, I was an obnoxious drunk. I was nasty. Uh, give me a joint, and I'm Hector's pop. I was off on the corner eating brownies. You know, I never bothered anyone. Yeah, so. we know what's in the brownies, too. Okay, pal. Have a great <laughs> yeah. day. Okay. Thanks. We know what's in the brownies, man. Yeah, on. We have an open line at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Grow up, America. That's the message. How come we're not on nationwide television right now instead of this Greta von Susteren who uh, wouldn't have a goddamn job if it weren't for the OJ trial? How do you like that? Two innocent people had to die, viciously, brutally murdered, so that all these assholes could get big jobs on nationwide, worldwide TV on CNN including that jackass on MSNBC, that John Gibson. I'm going to tell you something, man. That guy is a piece of walking turd, that John Gibson guy. He's another product of the he, the O.J. Cottage industry in the media. John Gibson. This is the 24-hour Monica Gate station, is MSNBC. And you know something I'm speaking about NBC? Now, I can say this now that I got rid of my GE stock. 
Tom Brokaw is getting worse by the day. Worse by the day. He is, because I always watch Dan Rather. I like CBS News. I like Dan Rather. So what's not to like? But last night during a commercial break, I flipped over. And because they always take their commercial breaks, all the networks at the same time. And Brokaw was just finishing up a story. He cannot speak at all. I'm serious. He can't. He's got a quaggle that is getting so much worse. And he's on air. And people look at this with a straight face like this is a newscaster. He can't speak. A lick. Well, maybe he can lick, but he can't speak. I mean, Barbara Walters, at least she's amusing. She's humorous in kind of a sick, pathetic Jewish way, okay? But but Tom Brokaw? He not, I, 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 I mean, he, what? They're going to have to start putting Tim Russert on with him to, to translate on the goddamn news every night. Or that goddamn, uh, what's the other guy's name that I always call, think is Shadow Stevens. What's that guy named? St uh, Stone Phillips. St Stone Phillips. You can't put a guy named Stone on a goddamn nightly news. Are you crazy? We're we'll all be out of business here. Okay, Tom, whatever you say. Whatever it was. Whose pictures do you think he's got? 1256 at 560, probably the same one Luann's got. Hey, if you're sleeping on a lumpy... ...red car, and she back, she's backing out of her space. The only problem is I'm pulling in around her, going on, uh, around the uh, parking lot there to get my to park to get my mail. I just happen to be in the way. Luckily, I'm over far enough to the right, and I see what she's about to do. She just backs right out of that Well, maybe if you have shared it with her, she might have had a, bit, a different altitude. I've been doing it for eight years. Yeah. And uh, it's, it is the and most... And just, it's just a little small hole in your cheek. It's, you know, you get a little bit of mascara, rouge, or whatever covers yeah, it up. I mean, listen, I, I can get a jaw. I can get another jaw. It's not a problem. There you go. Okay, pal. Yeah. Bottom's up. Too late. Your phone's crapping out. We have an open line at day one in Broward. So is the show going to be on tonight or what? You know, did I ask a tough question just then? No. He has to see it. He has to see it? I got something he can see, okay, if he's got good eyesight. How about this? Can he see that? Eight minutes after one at 560 WQM. You're bashing for the 90s. Forget about those ballsy TV stations. Do we have any in this town? No. Hey, talk about wild love from uh, Cutler Ridge or wherever he was, said he was going to disagree. And then by the time we got done, he was uh, he really wasn't disagreeing about the decriminalization or legalization of marijuana. Is there one person in this audience who can give us one valid reason why the marijuana laws in this country make any sense? No. And we had one yet so far today. No. I'm waiting. That's the challenge, okay? That's the Pepsi One challenge. By the way, have you tried Pepsi One yet? Oh, that's right. You don't want it because it's a, a diet thing. I drink diet. I'm drinking it right now. Oh, Pepsi One. Is there a new... Uh, haven't you read about that? It's diet, but it's uh, supposed to take... What has it got in it? It does have caffeine. Don't they have caffeine-free? I don't want caffeine. Uh, and that's another thing, by the way, since we're so concerned about marijuana and everybody's supposedly so hopped up instead of being mellowed out, which is what they really are. But how, how about all these caffeine people out there? Let's outlaw coffee. Oh. That's what I say. Yeah, I don't drink coffee. See, if we're going to do everything based on our own personal, if we're going to do this uh, very introspective, selfish kind of crap which Americans are famous for doing, see, I don't smoke pot, so for me to be talking about this, at least I can be objective. I don't have any special ass to grind here, and I don't drink coffee. So like I said, screw you if you're hooked on caffeine. No, but th that's the point. Th that's the whole point. Caffeine is a stimulant. 
It makes people behave erratically. They get hopped up, especially... So let's limit people. If you have more than two cups of caffeinated coffee a day or more than two sodas, because we remember those people at the other place that were drinking all that caffeinated soda. Oh, yeah, right out of the bottle. I'll never forget. I Only once in my life did I ever have a program director who used to sit at his desk drinking caffeinated diet soda out of a bottle. Out of the big two-liter bottle. Not with a cup. Not with a glass. Real classy. Out of the bottle. A caffeine junkie, baby. Because it's after the AA, you go to the CA. Caffeine's Anonymous. He was a caffeined. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Sign me up for the caffeine junkie. I'm one of them. There you go. I told you. <laughs> Listen, first time... Better dry out time. before you get on the highway again, man. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I was telling George whammy bashing. I was uh, channel surfing on the Saturday, Sunday, something like that. You know, nothing else to watch on Jones Inner Cable, wonderful cable system that they are. Yeah. So I'm running around, and I find this channel. They're doing an interview with Al Goldstein. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's another repeat. Yeah, that old uh, thing. Yeah, I had never seen it before. And, I, you know, I've heard of the time when he sit, sit in with you guys. I've had a blast on the thing. I think it's great. Right. He sits in with you. Anyway, so, you know, I'm watching the thing, and everything. a commercial comes on. And I got to buy an adjusted normal. Okay? The commercial comes on. Everything fades off. The volume cranks up. 10 decibels easy. I kid you not. Right. I go screaming for the remote. The kid right. wakes up. I, you know, I remember 10 years ago listening to Channel 51 watching Speed Racer reruns, and they were doing this, and it pissed me off then. Mm -hmm. See, with, with my show, it's my show. It's the opposite. You're watching uh, the whatever's on at 10 o'clock, the sports thing, and then at 10:30, the uh, volume drops in half. You have to like crank it way up, or just move on to another channel, which is what everybody does. Yeah, you move on to another channel. It. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, like, are these guys professionals? I mean, this is ridiculous. No. <laughs> exactly. Okay, pal. Anyway, I'm out of material. I'm glad, talking to you. I'm glad you found out. Okay, there's another guy I found out we're dealing with a bunch of amateur hour people. By the way, they turned the AC, uh, I don't care, it's 25 to 2 anyway. Somebody up here on this uh, second floor keeps messing around with the air conditioning back there, keeps putting their little fingers on the damn thing. Like I've said before, if it's too hot, if it's too cold, you can walk out in the hallway. You can get in the elevator, go downstairs. You can go upstairs, smooth with the people up there on the third floor, all the management people. Uh, you can do whatever you want. I'm a captive audience here in this room four hours every day. I haven't been up out of this chair. Uh, yeah, I took a leak. That's the one for like uh, two minutes. I ran out of here during commercial break an hour and a half ago. That's it. And they keep dicking with our air conditioning out there in the hallway. And I wouldn't be surprised in the least bit if it's some of our sales holes up here. Because just like Hank was saying yesterday, and boy, he's right on target beyond a shadow of a doubt. Salespeople are ice holes. Make no mistake about it. There's something about it. I, I, Hank was talking about how he used to sell, what was he talking about, sell uh, to agency buyers. Oh, for Channel 4, I guess it was, when he first came down here. And how slimy and unclean he felt when he got out of bed every morning just because he was a sales hole. That's right. There's something just naturally slimy and slippery, although it's a matter of degree. I mean, most sales holes aren't as slimy and slippery as Gary Sarner, for example, <laughs> who came in this morning and tried to peddle me some copy. Did you see that? Did you I see that? I saw him, but I didn't know what it was Comes about. in here, had a bunch of copy, which, of course, for him is a miracle. A bunch of stuff that was faxed over to him. I don't want to say which account it was. Anyway, it was just a bunch of gibberish. Yeah, like 20 pages, uh, a fact sheet of 20 pages of uh, gibberish. Oh, do you want me to go uh, type something and get some high? Yeah, yeah, go do your job would be good for once, Gary. That's not his job. Oh, it's not? Servicing his accounts, that's right. What am I? I'm getting carried away. <laughs> Here's Plantation. Hello. 
you know, thank you for taking my call. Thank you for making your call, sir. What's interesting about this Whammy situation is the fact that a progressive station like Whammy yeah. hires you, to, which is a progressive format that they were doing, right. and, and simply builds it up and then destroys you piece by piece, uh -huh. which makes no sense. Well, they're not they destroying me, the but they're destroying their own uh, no, credibility in their own station. Exactly. Why would they do that? Now they have three reruns of MASH that they advertise on billboards at five Four. Four. Really? Four. Four, four and they got and the seven o'clock news runs three times now. Seven, eight, and nine o'clock. The same newscast. Old right. little rascal repeat from a hundred years ago. This is the, progressive. The, the monsters. The monsters. Yeah. So what? Even what, grandpa's embarrassed by it. Al Lewis is ready to sue me. Wants that off the air. So what happened to the progressiveness of this station? I mean, with you, that was the start of the foundation. See, anybody can come in and talk a big game, but you know, if if you're not qualified, if you're not competent, then they get a couple of phone calls. They get a couple of letters. They take a little bit of heat, right. and uh, and all of a sudden they start caving in because they're not ready for prime time. Yeah, and they're certainly not ready for this show, I'll tell you that. No, it's the truth. They bleeped you out on every little and, aspect. And for this guy to come had. in a paper and say, I would never censor Neil while they're putting <laughs> bleep after bleep, and stuff that's already bleeped. And put that's why people got fed up and stopped watching the show. And all yeah. the beeps, they took the best parts out of each of your shows. Exactly. Out. They rendered them meaningless. That's right. So, so I can't figure out now why they're so upset and startled at this whole situation. I mean, what was the whole point of this? You, you know? tell me. All right, Neil, anyway, thank you. You had a great show, and the radio show, you know, is still number one. So okay. Screw them. Exactly. Have right. a great day. Okay. Screw them. That's what he said, and I say, oh! right on, pal, but you first. Ever see that Matty Lesher? You wouldn't touch him. Open line, and neither would anybody else. Although he's running around with the Turkish towel. You know, there's nothing as important to your business. bringing in him to blow him away, but, you know, and it's just that that, that just didn't happen. In addition to which, now you understand that Kevin Brown's going to have to pitch on Thursday. He's yeah. going to have to start the... Uh... Oh, he only threw a couple innings. I mean, but even so, when a pitcher, you know, he was in a bullpen, he's got to warm up, uh, you know, and this is a guy that's not used to coming in a relief and uh, pitching like two days later. I wish you liked seeing Greg Maddox last night. Huh? You liked seeing Greg Maddox? Not, not really. I was very nervous when they brought in Maddox because usually the first inning of every game is his rough inning. He, uh, he's one of those guys, he can pitch a great game, but he got to get Settle by the down, first yeah. two innings. And uh, he, he did pitch well. One other thing real quick. Um, I really never heard David Justice speak. Yeah. Where is he from? The Deep South. Oh, my God. He talks with a real uh, kind of he bizarre... He had a babe girlfriend a few years ago. I mean, just talking about... Yeah, the, like... the Miss America uh, bro. Yeah, man, he is like... Man, I, I swear. I mean, I swear I thought it was like... He's uh, one of those guys who just tell him keep his mouth shut. I thought I was listening to Brian Cox. And get a new haircut. Oh, come on. Now, that's a shot. Have a great day, pal. <laughs> oh, compare that David Justice is already pissed at ESPN, and this guy's calling him Brian Cox. What the hell is he going to be saying next? Suck my dick. Oh, God. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi. I have a uh, uh, drug drug test-related uh, story that I think you'll enjoy. Okay. Um, I was with a company for six years, went through many, many random drug, te drug tests, probably 20 to 30. They all came back nice and clean. And one weekend, I didn't feel good, and I took had a major headache. I took everything to get rid of it. I took one of my wife's Tylenol with codeine. Uh-oh, uh codeine. Oh, oh, my God. Uh-oh. That Look weekend... Out. I went to work Monday. I came back in from work, and they sent me for a random drug test. Mm -hmm. I do no kinds of drugs, six years, and it came back positive. And they said, well, sorry, see ya. Well, it came back positive for what, though? The codeine. That's an opiate. Yeah. And no, no, no drug rehab, no nothing. Just, you know, uh, all, my, all my drug tests that I've taken, all of them, I, I do no drugs. And what, and what they, did they do? They, they let me go automatically. For codeine? For codeine, it's a, it's a member of the opiate family. But it, but you can buy 
The doctors prescribe Tylenol with codeine all the time. That, yes, yeah, that's right. That's, I would that's sue their ass, it. man. You got to get you a good lawyer. I would sue their ass. I don't know. You got them dead they, to rights. Yeah, that, that they they said it was part of the opiate family, and that there was nothing they could do. They don't have a drug program to send you to. I'm like, well, I don't do drugs. I took a Tylenol with codeine because I had a headache. Get get a good lawyer, pal. Sue their ass. Do you believe that? Can you believe this? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Too many of those Zahomatosh and too many poppy seed bagels, man. You're going straight to jail. This is a drug-crazed country, all right, but it's not by the people who are doing the drugs for the most part. It's by the people who are, like, uh, on the other side. The goody two-shoes. The every damn thing you stick in your mouth, we'll find a test to find that you're doing it, and then we'll stick your ass in jail. And fleece every goddamn dime and take your car and your house and your damn uh, dog and cat, whatever you got, your parakeet, paraquat. Yeah, that's right. I wouldn't be surprised if that guy's got a paraquat in the house. Huh? He'll probably sing. Yeah, okay. God. What a... What, don't you understand? I mean, I have such a difficult time explaining this, conveying it, how silly and how juvenile this is. And, of course, the people who can't understand it have never been anywhere in the real world. And I use Amsterdam as the number one example because that's the most progressive, realistic, honest-to-God place I can think of right offhand. It's, uh, it goes without saying. They know what life is all about. Do we know what life is all about in America? No. Haven't got a clue. Haven't got a clue. The president's getting sex in the White House. Oh, my God. They got that thing. They're right on the verge there in uh, Yugoslavia. They're right on the verge. Yeltsin is walking around like a dead man. They're propping him up. They're carrying him around. He's a walking mannequin. And now last night on the news, they said that he's either got Alzheimer's or uh, senility or both or whatever the hell. He's crazier than a bed bug. They said that most of the time he don't even know what the hell he's doing. And, of course, thank God they got no nuclear weapons in Russia. <laughs> right. They got a crazy man over there that's uh, got the, uh, he's got his finger on it and a button, too. And we're worrying about the president got some blowjobs up there in the, uh, near the oral office, okay? What do you think they call it the oral office for anyway, huh? Called truth and packaging, you assholes. And these Nazi fascist right-wing lunatics running around, man, just on the verge of taking over this country while everybody is asleep. All the rest of these people worried about where's their goddamn early bird dinner and their renewal driver's license for 25 years in the mail. That's Florida. 152 at 5. QAM. Hi, this is Brian Norcross for your WQAM official information center for Hurricane George. Don't panic. Get your water and run! Run! We're gonna die! Oh! Thanks, Brian. He's doing it. Cap, see if the cap shows up on Whammy 1030 tonight, okay? Then after that, you don't have to ever watch it again because who the hell would?